Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. Did you know that as of today, the day we're releasing this podcast, which I guess is a little bit in the future for us recording it now, uh, we have made yet another trip around the sun. Oh, it's our it's our birthday. Yes, it is not January 1st. <laughs> it is <laughs> Linear Degression's birthday. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, Or happy too. anniversary? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Happy podcast-versary. You are listening to... Linear Digressions? The beginning of the fourth year of Linear Digressions. Man, four years is a pretty long time. Four years is a really long time. Uh, there, there are not too many things I've done for four years. I mean, I haven't been at my job for four years, and you haven't been at your job for yeah, four same. years. Yeah. yeah, we were both working at Udacity when we started. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how we started? I, I mean, rem like, I remember you, when you approached me, but what, like, when was the, when did the germ of the idea come into your head? Um, well, let's see. So that, so I was working at Udacity in the summer of 2014. I was there, I don't know, probably June through early September or something. And I think... As I recall, and this might be a little bit of revisionist history, but I don't think it's too far off. As I recall, it was near the end of the time that I had spent at Udacity. And that was because mm -hmm. I had spent all summer writing a machine learning course and had found all of this interesting stuff that at some point or another was potentially something that we could have talked about on the course, but then just there was limited time and not all of the you know not all of it was kind of hanging with the with the theme of the course and so there was a lot of there's a lot of stuff that we ended up kind of leaving on the cutting room floor interesting like odd, odds and ends bits and bobs yeah interesting stories that we just never really found the place for and so that was i remember thinking that that was a cool body of stuff that we had and at the same time i was also getting pretty into listening to podcasts myself and thinking about in the next year that I would probably be moving into data science. And so wishing that there was a, there were more data science podcasts out there to listen to. As it turns mm. out, there were probably a couple at that point, but there, a lot of the ones that are around now didn't exist back then. So it was kind of like feeling like we were the only one. It was early days. Yeah. yeah I, I remember feeling that too. Like, who else is there out there who's who's doing this? Well, so let me ask you, what was... I remember wandering up to you one time in the kitchen while we were both getting coffee or something and being like, uh -huh. hey, Ben, I know you do this because you do a... Uh, you did a radio show at the time, right? Yes. I, I've done a show called Geek Speak. It's me and a couple of, um, of other geeky friends of mine. And it's a it's a show about science and technology and kind of bridging the gap between people who are in the field and people who are not at all in the field and trying to make an engaging show for both audiences, both people who are who are uh, new to it or who are not in that world at all, um, and then people who are in it. So I I had been doing that for a while. Uh, I think I started doing that back in two thousand and six or 2007 i think it was a radio show on kusp which is a radio station on 88.9 over on the central coast of california out of santa cruz 
and it's no longer a radio station, unfortunately. Uh, but my friend Lyle, who was there at the very beginning of, of that show, of Geek Speak, he turned it into a podcast way back in the early days when there weren't many podcasts out there. And actually, um, Leo Laporte is a pretty well-known uh, podcaster in the tech world. And I don't think he had started his shows even. And he's been doing it forever. Um, so I came in I came in about 10 years ago or so. And the show had been going on for maybe an additional eight years or, or something like that. So we still haven't beaten GeekSpeak in terms of longevity, even though it's not it's not around anymore, right? Uh, no, GeekSpeak is around. Yeah, oh, it, it is? still is. I oh, still I do it that. maybe once every two or three months. Um, it oh, used to be a weekly that. show. Yeah, it was a week. It was an hourly. Sorry, it was <laughs> it was an hourly show. I spent all my hours <laughs> recording GeekSpeak. No, it was a it was a weekly show. It was an hour long, um, and we had to do it every Saturday at 10 a.m. Because if we didn't, there would be nothing to broadcast on the radio. Uh, so we kept up that week cadence for a really long, uh, W-E-E-K week cadence, uh, for a really long time. And well, recently it's become more of a bi-weekly show, but um, Lyle still does it. Uh, my friend Miles still does it pretty regularly. My friend Brian does, and I usually come in every every two months or so and do an episode. Okay, so it still exists... So we definitely have no chance uh, right now of surpassing it. But even if, even if that had stopped, you were you had still yeah. been doing that for many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe someday an episode count. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we're coming up on. I don't know how many episodes we've done exactly because in the early days when we were a little more, a little more loosey goosey and yeah. also had schedules that were a lot different than they were right now. Like some weeks we would go. Two weeks without releasing. Some weeks we'd have two in a week. We're a little all over the place. Right. So do you remember where it turned into a pretty steady weekly cadence? I want to say... Or like, not not so much when, but why. Like, what was your motivation for saying, I want to do this consistently every week? Oh, um, I th- think, and this is... Uh, Again, this could be wrong, and it's a little crazy to think of now, but I think we had built up a whole bunch of episodes that we had recorded and that were just mm. kind of sitting in the can and that we needed to push out. So we got into kind of this cadence of like Sunday and Thursday releases to just get a bunch of episodes like out. Yeah, and I then that. Yeah, and then at some point we were like, okay, we can't. We've gotten through the backlog. We can't keep doing this twice a week because that's going to kill us. But once a week, we can stick with. And then we just kind of kept doing that for a long time. And and the thing that was also kind of nice about that is, and this this might be, I don't know if this is causal or just a, a correlation, but we saw our listenership numbers go up a lot in the yeah. few months that we were doing that. Uh, so that provided a lot of incentive or something to keep doing it at a regular cadence because i think that makes it a much it's just a better experience for the listeners and then that shows up in the in the numbers that we see on our like download stats and whatnot so that that feels good so i just realized we actually didn't finish the story about uh kind of how we got started so you you came up to me in the kitchen 
apparently. I don't remember this first conversation. I remember that this conversation happened, but I don't remember the details of it. But do you, I, I guess you had found out that I, that I was doing the radio show. And then did you just have the idea, like, I kind of want to make this podcast or like, were you resolved to make it when you, when you approached me? I don't remember if you had said no, I don't know what would have happened mm. because I remember that, you know, there were some technical details of getting all the feeds set up and, mm -hmm. you know, you knew a lot more than I did at the beginning about best practices for recording and some of that stuff. So that was really helpful at the beginning because all of that put together might have been a little bit more than what I wanted to do. But I think the yeah. bigger thing was uh, you've just been a really nice co-host. So it's been nice having Aww. like, you know, a, a buddy. I, this, this would be a much worse podcast if it were just me kind of like chattering on and on into the ether. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a little bit more so than the, than that initial push, it was, cause it's, it's easy to get, excited about new projects and to get them started it's when yeah. you're in you know you've been doing it for a year or two and it's i don't know a little bit less doesn't have that new car smell anymore but yeah, um, yeah. you still have to do it every week in order to keep it going that's that's the place that where things get interesting i think you know what actually surprises me is that i don't think we've really left anything on the cutting room floor in terms of like whole episodes with we have two exceptions yeah. yeah two exceptions i think maybe three but i think i can only remember two the first one that we decided not to release was our very very first episode rainy day uh, russia <laughs> no no there was rainy day no. russia yeah well Wait, i'll talk about that episode? one in a second but our very first episode i don't remember if it was the maybe it was the one on cholera the cholera epidemic back in in no in we London. definitely we released one on that. Did we re-record it? We re-recorded it. I think oh. it was that one. So I remember that we were talking about like, okay, well, like, how do we start and what do we need to do and everything. And I remember saying, let's just go into that conference room over there. Yeah, right now. Why not? And just talk at the microphone and just see what happens, you know? And we did that and it was awful, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I remember thinking there there is something here, right? Like, we, talk, we talked to the microphone. It definitely needs some organization. It needs a little bit of structure. But, like, there's a lot of good stuff here. And so it's just a matter of kind of taking that, that uh, experience of doing a really bad show, figuring out what's bad about it, and then doing it again without the bad parts. And that is that second recording, I think, was our first episode. I think you're right that that was the first time. I didn't remember that we had totally axed one of them. I bet that was a really, really bad tape. That's really funny. Yeah. It, I destroyed it. Well, actually, I did not destroy it. Someday, maybe, we'll... Re no, we're not going to nah. ever release that. Nah. Never, never. <laughs> no one needs to hear that. And then there was Rainy Day Russia, and I don't remember what the topic was, but I remember that we thought, like, this was kind of... I just remember thinking, this is a downer. This was such a depressing episode. Do you remember was, what the topic was? It, no, it was something about... It was like a text analysis about how people... It was like some kind of political documents from different types of countries and how they talk uh. about different topics or something. I, I remember it wasn't because it was... 
it was something about how like the punchline was you could do all this text analysis and you figured out that like Russian diplomats talked about this one thing this one way and Americans talked about it this other way or something like that. So it that was where the Russia bit came from. But yeah. then rainy day was just because we got to the end of it and we we're like, that wasn't very good. Yeah. <laughs> and we didn't really want to delete it, but we were like, let's just... I mean, we'll, we'll save it for a rainy day. We'll save it for a rainy day. And then we never got so desperate that we were we ever <laughs> felt the need to release it. Thank goodness. Yeah, that was a funny episode. That one might be still like rolling around somewhere. I don't know. I, I see it every once in a while. It's in a folder that okay. uh, every once in a while I think, should I delete this? Thank no, you know, don't maybe. delete it. Don't delete uh, it. No, I can't. It's not taking up that much space. I think I compressed it, so it's an MP3 no, yeah, instead of an A for sake. Yeah. Yeah, someday, 40 years from now, when we've been doing this for 44 years, uh, probably not. Probably not. Probably not. So actually, here's a question for you. Um, we talked about kind of why you were interested in starting this. I'm curious what motivates you now, after four years, um, to to keep doing it? Mm, that's a really good question. Number one is that no matter how tired I am or I don't want to do it at any given point, I almost always end up having a good time doing it. So I'll be we're usually recording in the evenings my time, so I'm usually pretty tired, but then afterwards I feel a little bit energized in a way that's really kind of fun. So I, I have fun with it still. And then the second thing is that as I've been moving a little bit more into management and like more senior roles in my mm -hmm. career, I felt a little bit of disconnect from the some of the science that I used to do. So it's a really good, like sometimes this, the management -y stuff gets into this podcast. In fact, it does a lot because I think it's interesting and I think about it a lot, but yeah, I like what it does. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting stuff and it's, um, you know, it, it's high leverage and it's worth thinking about, but the science is something that if I weren't paying attention to it, I could lose, but I really like that. So this gives me an excuse to go, seek out interesting new things to learn. Let me ask you the same question though. Like what's the, what keeps you doing the podcast? Hmm. Yeah. I think there are a couple of reasons for me too. Um, it, it feels like, so yeah, I, after recording the podcast, uh, I do feel like, Hey, I, I did a thing, you know? I mean, sometimes I'll have really busy weeks and I'll see it on my calendar and I'll think, okay, well, this is an hour of my time this week and I'm kind of stressed, but it feels like I get to do something that's so diverse from the things that I normally do. I'm not a data scientist. Uh, I, I don't do podcasting all that much anymore, aside from the, you know, every couple of months I do uh, an episode of Geek Speak and that's very different. So yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a unique thing and I think that my personality thrives on variety. I have a lot of diverse hobbies. Um I like some one thing I like about my work is that I get to do a lot of different things. Um so having linear digressions to record, 
uh, it feels like a diverse thing. A second thing is it keeps me connected in this uh, fairly a fairly weak way, but still kind of a cool way to the world of data science. I otherwise would not be connected to it. And I work with a lot of smart people, some of whom do data science. It's really nice to be able to um, talk about the concepts that are behind some of these ideas. And sometimes they even come in handy. And then I think the third thing is that um, aside from being a web developer uh, and an engineer, I do like to think of myself as an educator. I've done a lot of uh, educational stuff, teaching programming, but also teaching other things in my life. And I really like the idea of trying to take technical concepts and tease out the simplicity of it. You know, a lot of the things that we talk about, there are simpler or more accessible metaphors that can be used to explain certain concepts. And so hopefully that can help make topics that would otherwise be inaccessible to beginners or to even people outside of the field and make those topics more accessible. Uh, and I think that a lot of these these concepts and topics that we talk about are, um, I mean, they're specific things, but they're also generalizable. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but like uh, primitives of the world, like just general, like the relationship of things or, or whatnot. And sometimes in these uh, loose and sometimes not clear ways can um, inform other parts of our life. So I really like being able to be uh, a part of that illumination um, of a world that would otherwise be inaccessible to a lot of people. That makes a lot of sense. I think that's the that's the thing that you bring to this show that makes it work for a lot of folks is uh, I tend to get really technical, but then you restate it back in a way that's a little yeah. more, a little more uh, user-friendly. I also like to think that my puns are something I bring to the show. I but really like the puns. Really? I do, yeah. I mean, you always sigh. I know, but that's after. part of the shtick. It's part of the shtick. Oh my gosh, I never knew, Katie. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we should cover. I feel like we could just kind of wander around here forever, but I want to yeah. respect everybody's time. Well, I, I did want to ask one more thing, mm -hmm. um, which is that you have been uh, you have been a physicist in your life. You're a data scientist. Uh, you're a manager. Do you have background in education, or like is that a thing that interested you before you did the podcast, or is this your foray into it? Well, I worked at Udacity, so that was oh, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was a summer of of teaching full time, basically, in a sense. Yeah. And then when you're in graduate school, like I was for a long mm. time, part of that is teaching. And I guess, you know, there are little glimmers of it in other places. One of my single favorite part of graduate school was when I was at CERN and I got to be a tour guide and show really? people around. Oh, yeah. I loved it. It was so fun. Now, now that's it's really easy to have fun as a tour guide at CERN. So that's not really, I don't know. Oh, that's man. saying very much about me. That's <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe the greatest job ever, but, uh, yeah. So I would say there's bits of it, but I don't know that 
it's it's certainly never been like a, a very dominant part of my the way I've thought about my career trajectory. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I come from a family of educators. Uh, I have three siblings, and both my parents and two of my siblings uh, are or no, they're all currently teachers. Yeah, they're all currently teachers. And then I I went through a phase where I was doing teaching as well. So um, yeah, it's it's in the family. Yeah, you're like one a, of my. You're a real professional here. I, I guess so. My my other brother, who was never a teacher, he was like, "Nope, engineering. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be an electrical engineer. That's what I'm doing." I I can respect that. Yeah, definitely. He's very good at his job. Um, well, awesome. I I feel like I mean, we don't record in the same city. Otherwise, we could like pop a, a bottle of champagne. But we'll just do the the metaphorical and. Uh, Say congrats to four years, linear digressions. Yeah. See you again next and for, year. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who have listened to every episode, that that is becoming more and more of an undertaking, so props to you. Yes, yes. Hats off. Linear digressions is a creative commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at LinDigressions. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.